This podcast is intended as entertainment for grown-ups and to spread awareness of 826LA, a nonprofit writing and tutoring center for children ages 6 to 18. For a full schedule of 826LA's events and programs, including the Echo Park Time Travel Mart, visit 826LA.org. And now, here's the host of the Dead Authors Podcast, Mr. H.G. Wells. Greetings, loyal listeners, and welcome to another chapter of the Dead Authors Podcast. Speaking to you now is me, your host, H.G. Wells. Do you know, I get so many cards, letters, essays, tweets, electronic mails and the like here at the podcast, and while I would so love to answer them all personally, it turns out I love a great many other things even more. Reading, watching a bit of telly, nipping down to the shops for a curry or to the pub for a pint, even sitting perfectly still and staring off into space. There are just so very many things I love, and really, what is life without love? And furthermore, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Still and all, so many of you out there are so terribly curious about the origins of my wonderful time machine that I feel obligated to put down this delightful book of word search puzzles and address your incessant queries. Long-time listeners of the podcast know that I found the time machine at a church jumble sale. It was tucked away beneath a stack of crocheted tea cozies and one soiled Doncaster Rovers football jersey. After a bit of haggling, a local youth helped me strap it to the roof of my motor car, and the rest is... Dare I say history? You know I dare. I tried for quite some time to more thoroughly research the time machine's provenance, but always came up empty. Then you lot had to chime in with your bloody telegrams and voicemails, which once again, I would just love to be able to answer, and so I decided to take another look. To my surprise, I discovered a brass plate affixed to the seat of the machine, tucked away beneath a fine velvet cushion. The plate was inscribed with a set of coordinates, which I wasted no time entering into the time machine's control panel. A flash of purple light, the familiar whiff of scorched motor oil, and before I knew it, I found myself outside the door of some sort of futuristic workshop. I leaned in to have a butcher's through the keyhole when suddenly a beam of laser light shot forth and zapped me square in the eye. Before I could utter so much as a bloody hell, I've been zapped square in the eye by a sodding laser beam, I heard a series of beeps and the door to the workshop slowly creaked open. Inside, I espied a grizzled old craftsman. I tell you, he was 80 years old if he was a day. Hunched over a workbench, surrounded by blueprints depicting nothing less than the very time machine from which I had just disembarked. As I crept closer, the craftsman froze. Slowly, he turned. Our eyes met, and even with no words passing between us, I at once knew the truth. I was face to face with the man who had designed the time machine, who had built it with his own two hands, and who had carefully placed it for me to find. And that man was none other than myself. So there you are. Turns out I built the time machine. My guest for Chapter 23 of the Dead Authors Podcast is the delightful Charlotte Bronte, author of Jane Eyre and... Well, she wrote Jane Eyre. Have you got a problem with that? If you do, please don't write me about it, no matter how much I'd love to respond. Why not instead just suck it up and enjoy my discussion with Charlotte Bronte? Mind the, uh, the microphone right there, don't you? Oh, this is wonderful. Hey, please excuse my tardiness. <laughs> I, uh, I had had, um... What I had had was several, um, they feel, taste like a waffle. 
um, but it's, it's comes out of a can. Is it fried dough? Yes, I yes. And then I had visited. Comes out of a can. It comes out of a can, and then they fry it. And I had had several of those, and then I had to visit Bubba Gump Shrimp. Oh, certainly, certainly. I had. Was I right, or was I oh, right? Oh, and you were right. And I had the seafood sampler, but it was hell on the digestive tract. Oh, certainly. So it was explosive business in the jets for me. And then. And then the trip in was horrid. Certainly. I had rented a, a Ford Focus. <laughs> and... Uh, nothing, to, wrong, nothing wrong with those cars? Yes. Perfectly fine automobiles? Yes. And I had to make a, a pit stop at a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh. Where I had to taste their chicken sandwich. Because it was spelled with a K. At any rate, here I am. Oh... It's wonderful. <laughs> also, my face hadn't seen the sun ever. <laughs> so I'm currently suffering from a fifth degree burn <laughs> underneath my clothes as well. Certainly. Well, uh, I, I, I'm glad you made it here in one piece. Yes. Uh, we're certainly <clears throat> all pleased to see you. Thank um, you very much. Wonderful uh, to see all of you. Yes, I, I wonder if you might favor us with a reading from one of your works. Oh, thank you. Uh, what is this contraption? I've prepared something. Oh, is, uh, oh it's blinding me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had brought my eyeglasses. I'm only 35. No, but I, I behave as if I'm 83. <laughs> well, people's, people's eyes aged a lot faster yes. back in your day. Yes, and I'm in the advanced st stages of typhoid and TB. Oh, I so that's... <laughs> Rather wish we hadn't shaken hands then. <laughs> Get yourself a wet wipe. They gave me a couple of those at Bubba Gump. <laughs> Shrimp. <laughs> oh, let's see. All right. I'm going to read from chapter 26 of my only successful novel, Jane Eyre, and I only wrote three before I passed. Okay, now, if you remember, uh, Jane Eyre is a story of a very plain governess who uh, goes to work for uh, Mr. Rochester, who is not unlike yourself, H.G., tall, dark, and handsome, well. minus the mustache. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Otherwise, it wouldn't have flown off the shelves as it did. <laughs> do, you, do you really think yes. if Mr. Rochester had a mustache, people would have said, no, thank you. No, thank you. Mustache rides, five cents, a four penny, no thank you. Okay, now, in this chap... So she goes to work for Mr. Rochester, as we remember, and she falls helplessly in love with him, and he's very surly, as women love to be abused emotionally. <laughs> as we know, no means yes and all that. And I, I coined that phrase. <laughs> it, it lives on today. <laughs> yes, it's a wonderful phrase, and it really is to the heart of what women want. And so, at any rate, he treats her like absolute garbage and she can't get enough. And then they decide to get married. Now, she If it ain't broke, don't, don't fix, it. fix it. So they decide to get wed and, and what happens, unfortunately, at the wedding is that man comes in and says, stop, you know, Mr. Rochester is married to another woman. Well, that's news, only makes her want him more. 
And then as a wedding present, he brings her to meet his wife, who's been kept in the attic, an insane woman. So here we go. Now, are you certain that's all the information they need? What time of day does this take place? Or is that in the Late afternoon. Late afternoon. All right. Okay, here we go. Oh. He... (laughs) He passed on and ascended the stairs, that's Mr. Rochester, still holding my hand and still beckoning the gentlemen to follow him, which they did. We mounted the first staircase, passed up the gallery, proceeded to the third story, spelled S-T-O-R-E-Y, the the low black door opened by Mr. Rochester's master key admitted us to the tapestried room with its great bed and, and its pictorial cabinet. You know this place, Mason, said our guide. She bit and stabbed you here. Sexy. He lifted the hangings from the wall, uncovering the second door. This, too, he opened. In a room without a window, there burnt a fire guarded by a high and strong fender and a lamp suspended from the ceiling by a chain. Grace Poole bent over the fire, apparently cooking something in a saucepan. In the deep shade at the farther end of the room, a figure ran backwards and forwards. What it was, whether beast or human being, one could not at first sight tell. It groveled seemingly on all fours. It snatched and growled like some strange wild animal, but it was covered with clothing and a quantity of dark, grizzled hair. Somebody needs a bikini wax. (laughs) Wild as a mane, and it hid its head and face. That is my wife, said he. And we know where that goes. She ends up burning down the house. (laughs) I'm in a wild mood. (laughs) You'll forgive me. (laughs) Probably the beginning stages of TB. And I turn it back to you. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you very much, indeed. That's. You know, uh, most of the authors that, we, that we've had uh, on the program, they yeah. don't bother to, uh, to set, up the, uh, the <laughs> well, set up the clip, as it were. Isn't <laughs> that what one right does in. when you go on a talk show? Well, certainly, certainly. But you work it out beforehand, right? When Mr. Conan O'Brien says, we're going to do this, this bit of chuckle and that thing that will make, and you work it out and then you do it. Yes, but this is much more spontaneous. Yes, yes. Well, because we're doing something. We're doing something literary. We're not doing yes, bits of, of chuckle. Um, no, that's not. Were you chuckling at that? I, I wasn't. I certainly wasn't. That will haunt everyone's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a spoiler at the end, where you. Uh, oh, I you well, were, has anyone was anyone looking forward to reading Jane Eyre that hadn't gotten around to it yet? No. Oh yes, one gentleman in the in the front in a plaid short sleeve button down. Oh, you'll have to narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Miss Brodsky, uh, you've had uh, you've had quite a life. Yes. Um, a, a good deal of uh, success, a good deal of tragedy. Would you say that? I, w- I, I would. I would. Uh, you you were born in Yorkshire. You were the yes. uh, third of six children. Yes. Uh, five girls. You had uh, one brother. Um, your father was a clergyman. Yes, and we moved um, uh, to Hayworth uh, when I was just a little girl. Um, all of my my six siblings and I, my five siblings and myself, and um, immediately. My mother kicked the bucket, as they say. Yes, indeed. Um, and the clogs. the clogs. And so there we were, uh, motherless. And then our aunt moved in. And That's she was a real 
bitch, if I could say. <laughs> she really <laughs> was a nasty little thing. And she then also ended up dying. And then my two older sisters went away to boarding school, and they ended up kicking the bucket as well. Yes. So that then we heard there might be a poisoned well <laughs> next door because we lived next to a graveyard. Why would the graveyard have a well? <laughs> Maybe people digging, get thirsty, I'm not sure, but we were using it as well. Thirsty work? Yes. Do you feel as if it was some sort of poltergeist situation where maybe you were actually on top of the bodies, but uh, the gravestone's just been moved over? Like a pet cemetery type of situation? If you like, if you like to keep it literary. Perhaps, perhaps. Oh, I'm such a fan of his work. Well, who isn't? Such a fan. Mr. King, of yes. course. Oh, one, you should have him on. One Is day. He still living? <laughs> We, we almost had him on not long you ago. You did, you did, yes. didn't he? Yes, yes. He had an automobile accident. Sent, a van, sent a van to fetch him and everything. Yes. Now, um... Now you... you <laughs> I, 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 you want to disinfect this I would ask, yes. We do, we, do, we do reuse the microphones if you would just I've sort of turn a, your head. I've got a bit of blood on it, just to be... <laughs> Just perfectly honest. Well, you could certainly take that Wingard with you as a souvenir. <laughs> yes, all right. Of your time here in the future. All right. Um, so you, your sisters that died at boarding school, yes. um, you blamed that boarding school oh, for their yes. deaths. And uh, uh, it was maybe uh, the inspiration for the, uh, for the school in Jane Eyre. Oh, yes. It was a, not a very nice place. Um, uh, let's see. If you were to combine um, hmm, the bathroom at Bubba Gump Shrimp... <laughs> with uh, Guantanamo Bay Prison, um, and then bring in a bunch of um, sex-starved nuns. That's what you've got. And that's how bad it was. Now, weirdly enough, both of my sisters passed from tuberculosis uh, at the school, and my, my father sent the rest of us on to, to, to go to school there. So that was a bit of a bummer, yeah. as they say in the modern parlance. Did you feel as if the clock was ticking it every did. second you I were there? I really did. And I, so I didn't shake hands with many people and um, tried to just keep to myself. And luckily we were sent for. I guess, I guess dear old dad got the picture. I wonder how much of a difference Purell would have made in your lives. Oh, so much. So much. And just to take a bath once or twice a season would have also helped. I'm heavily perfumed. So I can you smell, you from can here, smell it from here. It's wonderful stuff. Yes. Um, how, how many baths would you average in a year, if you were lucky, in a good if year? I, oh, if, now, if I was, um, if it was the season of perhaps my coming out, I didn't have one, of course. We were all just too terribly sad. But <laughs> had I... Had I taken a break from all the, ins the incessant crying, uh, maybe four or five slash five. Certainly. Yes. But just the upper part of the body, I would have never gone down here. Well, no one did back then, no, did No, no. And no one looked there. <laughs> it's, it's I haven't seen my own vagina, and I hope never to. <laughs> it's amazing anyone was born at all. Yes, it is. They just sort of wince and just say, is it out yet? Yes. <laughs> And I hope never to see it. <laughs> well, I think we all hope that for you. <laughs> um, 
your father did eventually pull you out of that school, and yes. uh, you and your surviving siblings. Yes. Um, you had uh, you had these uh, these very vivid imaginations. You created your own uh, these uh, fictional worlds, and you yes. began uh, chronicling, writing little stories of them. Yes. Um, you had uh, uh, an imagined country with your brother Branwell uh, called Angria. Yes, Angria. Um, uh, Papa brought home some wooden soldiers, mm. and we set to work. Um, creating uh, very uh, vivid um, battle and dying scenarios. Most of the, th the stories ended with bitter deaths, hmm. dismemberment, disembowelment, that kind of thing. And so it was just a wonderful world to retreat to. <laughs> just some, a break. The, yes, from the grim realities of life. From the grim of realities of life. <laughs> yes. Now, your other, your, your sisters, your surviving yes. sisters had a, had a sort of, uh, they had their own uh, world uh, called Gondol. Uh, yes. What did you think of their world? I mean... Well, that was a world of fairies and, and lots of, um, to be on, if I could be honest... Please, you can say what you like. A lot of girls were kissing in those <laughs> things. Kissing yes. each other, you said? Yes, kissing each other and doing, and doing those sorts of things. And just because you're a fairy doesn't mean you should be acting like an asshole. <laughs> Again, this is language I picked up on the pier. Well, certainly. <laughs> but I dare say, you've given us all uh, one to grow on there. Yes. And I wouldn't mind seeing that stitched onto a pillow. Nor, nor just, would I. Just because you're a fairy yes. doesn't mean you have to yes. act like an That's asshole. All. Exactly. Exactly. So I didn't much care for their world. But, but that was the beginnings of our, of our literary careers. Now, we were women. So when we actually started to write our stories, we had to publish under a nom de plume. Yes, you all did, didn't you? Yes, we did. I, I published under the name Kerbel, CB. You yes, get you it? All, you all, I believe That's I get not it. an eye yes. twitch. No, no, I That's not a byproduct of the TB, the oncoming T. I, was I understand winking this. At you. you were winking at me? Yes, yes I quite understand. Um, and you all used your, uh, your initials. Yes. Um, and you had this sort of, these sort of ambiguous names. Yes. How so did you, you settle on uh, a Currer, which is a very Currer. difficult thing to say. It was some sort of family name, wasn't it? Yes. <clears throat> well, we had a stray dog who was a Cur. <laughs> Certainly. And, and I had l often been likened to him. Um, just what? To, yes. I say? I say, oh, who Charlotte, you look just like that stray dog. Don't you look exactly like with that haggard face? And I was not really smiling very much and always hungry. <laughs> so... So I thought uh, that I would get that name from, from that stray cur. And that's how I came up with that name. <laughs> now, yes. did, uh, did you realize that uh, uh, many of the, uh, the angrier uh, stories were eventually published uh, after your death, many, many years after your were death? Were they? Yes. Are I you okay no with idea. that? Are you all right with that? I mean, these are things you wrote as a child. Do you, as, well, as an author, as, as a mature author, yes. do, you, do you feel okay with having that Well, author? how were they reviewed? I don't, how, how many people were aware that these things existed? Oh, one person. One person. And then, th no, there was a sympathy clap over there? The sympathy clap from another man in a plaid short sleeve, buttoned down. Yes, well, I listen, I, I'm happy for all of our work to be really... And again, I didn't have much time, you know? What, have you, what, did you, what had you done by the time you were 35? Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd written a great deal by the time I was 35. Well, I'm not asking you. Excuse me, short oh, sleeves. Oh, I do apologize. Short sleeves. <laughs> Short sleeve button down. How old are you? 24. You're 24. 24. You're 24. Yes. And, and have you published anything yet? Nah, no. Are you thinking about it? No. <laughs> well, you better get on it because tomorrow might be the last day for you. 
No, the first thing you published, well, you know, the first novel you wrote, you were yes. 17 years old. Yes, 17 years old. You wrote something called The Green, what was it, The Green Dwarf. Oh, The Green Dwarf, yes, and the, yes. The, I thought you, you yes. This, this was your first pen name. You really went for it on this one. Mm -hmm. Lord Charles Albert <laughs> Florian Wellesley. Oh, I'm pushing it there. Now, were, were these all like sort of placeholders and then you forgot yes. and you sent the whole list? <laughs> yes. I just, you know... I pictured a, a viscount of sorts viscount, uh, uh, riding, you know, in a, some sort of a turret, you know, in, in, in Milan, that kind of thing. And I thought I would just, I would just shoot for the stars. Um, and again, you know, nobody wanted to see this mug, you know, on a, on a book jacket. <laughs> uh, so I hoped it would, you know, do you think people bought it? I'm not sure. Well, eventually it was published, yes. yes. It was uh, another posthumous publication. Your first novel. Yes, but eventually, when I after I published Jane Eyre, I did go, my sisters and I traveled to our publishers, and we said, it was a lot like in that movie Tootsie, <laughs> where, do you remember, oh, I love this scene, where he goes uh, for a weekend away with his girlfriend, uh, but he's posing as her best friend yes. to the fam, to visit the family, and, it's, yes. and she's laying in his lap, and it's a whole, oh, you know, will he get erect, or how will this so whole thing go out? Everyone is, everyone in the audience is thinking, will he get erect? <laughs> <coughs> I, I beg you for the sake of the listener, I, I would rather you didn't cough directly into the microphone. A little bit of blood got onto your Oxfords. Just I, <laughs> a, I just want you to be aware. At any rate, it was a lot like the movie Tootsie. We, we traveled by coach, stagecoach into the city and, and we, of London, and we, we came you know, up to them. We said, you know, it's us. And he <laughs> said, <laughs> please, you know, he said to his assistant, please escort these unattractive women out of my office. Um, there is, we have no work for them here. Um, uh, maybe give them a sandwich, because they all looked very hungry. And tear-stained. They thought you were a common charwoman yes, or something. Yes, they did, they did. And so then we said, no, we wrote it, and, and then it took him a while, you know, and there was a lot of, uh, as, as Ricardo would say to Lucy, explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> You're surprised by how much culture I've consumed. You've really packed it in in the limited amount of time you've been here. Well, I stopped at the Museum of Television and Radio, <laughs> uh, which is another reason I was delayed. Certainly. Yes. Um, and what were some of the other programs you watched at the old yes. Museum of Television oh, and Radio? Um, something called um, Good Times. Yes, certainly. Yes. Um, to be honest, I mostly watched uh, the TV shows with African Americans. <laughs> oh, is that so? Yes, the Jeffersons. Mm -hmm. um, there was a spin-off of the Jeffersons. Is that correct? With their white neighbors. I just saw a pilot I episode. I think it was just all a in the pilot. family. Was it? Is it was all in the family. It was all in the family. Um, and those were just wonderful. I really enjoyed that. Yes. Well, I'm glad you made the time. No problem. <laughs> Um, the pen names, uh, you felt that you wouldn't be uh, taken as seriously as yes. writers. Um, uh, that that uh, with women writers, uh, often the work is dismissed and uh, yes. um, it's not given as much credence. And, and uh, did you find that to be the case after you uh, revealed, hey, I'm a woman? Um, I did. What do you think? So people. Uh, well, I have to say, before people knew that Jane Eyre was, was written by a woman, everyone couldn't get enough of it. And there was lots of talks of a sequel, Jane Eyre 2, uh, where 
where Jane Eyre, uh, well, actually, where the insane wife comes back as a zombie and Jane Eyre has to battle her. And that did, didn't get written once they realized I was a woman. There was a lot of talk that I was too coarse, that, that um, this was inappropriate content for a woman to be writing about. And I regretted, I in some ways regretted uh, my coming out. It was, a, it was a bit spicy for the time. It was, uh, but as a ma for a man to be writing it, no one had a problem. Well, certainly. <laughs> Excuse me? It's men's business All to talk right. about such All things. Oh, right. How many wives do you have tucked up in an attic? Well, <laughs> I, I have the one wife, but we have an arrangement. Um, I'm not interested in you. <laughs> Just, I want to put that out there. I'm not... If more guests had done that, we could have avoided a lot of confusion in the past. Um, uh, you worked as a governess uh, for many years. Oh, yes. Um, you were employed by the Sidgwick family. Oh, yes. Uh, a terrible family. The, the, this little, uh, little creep uh, threw yes. a Bible at you, this he little sure fellow. Did. Uh, he and sure did. He sure did. Lady, you put that in a book. Uh, it, it, there's a, Possibly it's the inspiration uh, for the opening chapter of Jane Eyre. Uh, John Reed throws a book at Jane. Can you tell us now? Was that inspired Absolutely. by Absolutely. Can I still be sued? No, certainly but not. Absolutely. No, they're long dead, all those people. No, that little pissant threw a, a very heavy Bible at me. Um, and, and, I, and I immediately said, I, that's it, I quit. Now listen, I knew I was living on borrowed time, so I'm not going to spend my time, you know, reading, reading the Bible to an ingrateful, uh, uh, you know, miscreant. I won't do it. So uh, set the scene for us. Is that what was going on? You're reading him the Bible. Mm -hmm. He says, sod this for a game of soldiers. Yeah. I've had enough Bible for today. Yeah. And he hurls this Bible at He him. said, stop reading, Ugo. <laughs> and threw the book at me. A <laughs> rude little boy. Yeah, and you know, I have a, I have a scar oh, yes, right I here. Yes, Absolutely. yes. It's what contributed to this lazy eye I have. Yes. <laughs> Oh, so poor Charlotte. <laughs> a scar in the shape of Leviticus. Yes, yes. So yes, so I put him in a book, um, and I and I don't care. That's and I don't care if it hurt his feelings. It's the greatest revenge an author has, is you yes. can put all these villains from your own personal life yes. into books, you can make them as monstrous as you please, yes. and there's nothing anyone can do about it. All you have to do is change the name. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just that simple, it's folks. It's that simple. That's what, little trick of the trade. <laughs> change the names and no one can come after you. Is they just have to take it. Is this a seminar you're teaching? Like, like Robert McKee's story where That's people right. pay? Yes, this is day one. <laughs> The doors are locked. No one goes to the bathroom. Buckle up. <laughs> yes. um, now, uh, you returned to, you, you went to Brussels. You were a school teacher oh, yes. in Brussels for a while. Oh, that was a wonderful time. Well, yes, you, you had, a, you had a, a, a someone that you were very uh, sweet on. Uh, Constantine uh, Hager. Constantine Hager. He and yes. his wife ran the school, and yes. uh, you had a very close relationship with Constantine. Yes, his wife I didn't care for so much. No, certainly not. No. In fact, had she taken a, a long walk off the Santa Monica Short Pier, I would not have been so upset. Um, no, we went to Brussels because my sisters and I were thinking of opening a school um, in, the, in our home um, where next to the poisoned well. <laughs> now, word had got out that uh, people were dropping like flies in there, so we didn't get any takers. But we figured maybe if we go and get extra schooling and come back, we'll be more attractive. <laughs> to overcome any poisoned well. Exactly. Well, they've got so many degrees, it's worth yes, the risk. Yeah, it's worth the risk. So we went over to Brussels, and um, that is where I had my first waffle. 
Um, and um, that's not in my notes. No, they don't get that in Wikipedia, no. do they? This is why it pays to, yes. to see it live, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Does. By the way, if I had to choose between a waffle and the fried dough that comes out of the can, I, I'd take the fried dough every time. I really would. I, I'm a little. I, I, yes. Let's just take a little tangent here. <laughs> I am curious about the fried dough that comes in a can. Back to the FD. I'm tr- it comes <laughs> the FD that comes in the sea. They squeeze, they squeeze it into the oil. You have to go to the pier. Have, when's the last time you've been? Oh, it's been ages. Oh, you have, and yet you said it was, I must go. It was a must Well, see. you know, I, I, I just don't know what to do with tourists, you know? <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Uh, if I were in New York, I'd say, go see Times Square. There's a bubblegum right. shrimp company there. <laughs> I see, it's only about the bubblegum shrimp. That's the draw. Also, the beach has never been very attractive to me because, you know, you understand we're yeah. English and uh, it, it's, uh, it's like saying, uh, go, go where there's a cold body of water next to some rocks. No, that sounds horrible but really it is something to you know i actually uh i lifted my skirts and i walked in 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 front of people yes in front of people i thought i'm gonna be back in my old my own time soon enough they'll never see me live it up show them a bit of ankle yes now i have hair it seems that goes all the way down to my knees and i don't know where that's from again i haven't explored but a couple uh, Mexican children went screaming. They they thought I was some sort of a chupacabra. Oh, I see. Was wondering, was wondering why the nationality was important. But now I see. Certainly. Yes. So that hurt my feelings. Were you by any chance Just a also bit. sucking on a goat? You know I was. Well. There you go. We don't do that so much oh, anymore. Oh, you don't? No, I not so much. It's fallen out of favor. No. It's too bad. It was delicious. Okay. It was delicious. I could suck a goat right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, to would, suck a goat. Ladies and gentlemen, you oh, have to... You have company to of friends. Yes, in, in Britain for many years. We sucked goats openly in the streets. Yes. It's been expunged from the records. No. It, was, it figured heavily into a Christmas carol. Yes, it Originally screwed shot as the young boy with finding a goat as big as he is. Yes, so they could all suck on The it. whole Cratchit family gets a Cratchit. good suck of that goat. <laughs> but nowadays it would it would look barbaric to you it to would. see me it would. to see me biting into a goat and just sucking out no, its life. You know, and, and I, I knew it would be a long journey from the past oh, to certainly. the present and and so I packed a lunch, and, and a a li- you would pack perhaps a bologna sandwich or something, and I packed a, a live goat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so people, people coming from farther back than you sometimes bring a goat and a half. Do they? Yes. Well, now I feel bad I didn't save some for you. <laughs> it's quite all right. I, I know a place. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> oh, hang on, hang on. We're nearly there. Just a bit stuck. of my lung came up that yes, time. And then I pushed it back down. It was yes. a very ladylike piece of lung, if yes. I may say. Oh, thank you. I'm not interested in you. No, I <laughs> Please, this isn't a Mr. Rochester, Jane Eyre sort of situation well, where no. she says no, but she means yes. I mean no. I, I do. I'm I mean aware no. that I have a mustache. All right. <laughs> now, um, this, this may be a little uh, uh, rough to hear, but uh, um, in 1913... Um, the, uh, the, the Times of London, they yes. published four, they printed four of your letters uh, that you had written to Constantine. Oh, no. Yes, I Did know. Did they have drawings in them? No, 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 oh, <laughs> no drawings. Oh, good. No d- Those must have made it to the fire, thank yes, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, the, um, 
uh, I had it, taken a mirror to it, and I had drawn it. So you, you have seen it. I was lying to you. Bit of a white now lie. I'm just coming out with it, but yes. Yes, it looked like a m- melted candle. <laughs> so sort of, uh, you were the, the forefront of sexting. This, this, uh... I had done it in a charcoal drawing. And, um... Well, that's not flattering. No. <laughs> I mean, really, really the wrong medium for such a thing. Had I been able to get my hands on some pastels... Do you know what would have it been It would have nice? been a different story. What? Some, some watercolors. Oh, a watercolor. Watercolor. Wouldn't that have been nice. lovely? Am I right? Yes. I won't let you paint me, no matter how many no, time no, no. innuendos you make. This is not, this is not a Titanic uh, situation. Um, I don't know what that means. No. I'm surprised you don't. I'm surprised no, you don't. I don't know what that means. Uh, maybe on the way back. Okay. Uh, have a crack at the DVD uh, <laughs> library in the time machine. Um, uh, some people say that the, uh, the, the, the correspondence uh, seems to be a bit one-sided. You writing letters to Constantine and not, oh, not many responses. Oh, that's interesting. Is that what Connie said? <laughs> we didn't speak to him, of course. This oh, is just no. The um, uh, well, uh, here's the thing. He felt it. It was electric. Um, and... Uh, but, you know, he's from Brussels, and they have a hard time expressing their feelings, except when they're gorging their faces with waffles. And um, I, I was just reminding him of the feelings that he had felt for me. Now, his wife, apparently, he ripped them up, and then his wife stitched them back together. Now, what was that stitched, about? Stitched them back what together. What was that about? So, you're saying this wife... Um, she got out needle and thread. Yes, and she stitched these pages back together. Now, what kind of masochism is that? That's some Rochester Jane Eyre type of shit, I'll tell you that. Well, now, this, the thing, uh, you, you, were, you were in love with a married man. Yes, I was. I, well, I'll say it now. I was in love with a married man, and he was in love with me. Um, but this wife of his just wouldn't get up and die. I mean, how many women die of TB, and she's hanging on? She... But uh, do you do you feel? And I coughed all over her <laughs> as many times as frequently as I could. Sometimes what I would do is at night I would creep up to her room, I would cough on her pillow, and then I'd whisper, "Midnight snack." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> Did it work? Didn't work. Oh, Did yes. she? <laughs> Um, your second novel. Oh, I just heard a cough in the audience. That oh yes, did it's not spreading. Sound good. It's spreading. You're gonna want to get that checked out. <laughs> Luckily, I'm immune because I'm a carrier. Oh, <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Um, now your your second novel, Shirley. Um, oh, yes. Departed from your first novel. It was uh, it was a third person narrative, more traditional. Yes. A little um, boring. People found it. Yes, it wasn't received hmm. quite as well. Well, the only claim to fame is that people started naming their uh, daughter Shirley. Did you know <laughs> that? No, I didn't know that. I don't know if that's true or if that's just what Wikipedia says now, but <laughs> I would like to believe that that's true. Um, so as a result of this poorly received novel, people said, I do like that name, though. Yeah, it had a ring to it. Cheryl, Shirley. come down to dinner. Cheryl. You know? Oh, Cheryl. I say, have you seen Laverne and Shirley? <gasps> no, what's that about? Perhaps Two lesbians? 
That's that's the, it was never it was never established that they were lesbians. But they but lived it, together. They li- lived together. Yes. Where in a basement apartment? Yes, as a matter of fact. Oh, thing. okay. That's got lesbian written all over it. <laughs> Pull the shades. No one to see you. Mm. <laughs> Get involved in it. You know they had these in the chupacabras. <laughs> They had these. Uh, they had these two uh, uh, lunatics that lived next door to them. Oh, who did just they? Burst were they, into their were home. they kept in an attic? No, no. Oh, they well, should said lunatics. They, they should be kept. They should away be. from well, people. They, you know, I don't know why we dropped the attic system oh. for keeping lunatics. It really was successful, wasn't it? Until yes. they burnt your house down. Oh, it went down Nobody trees. knew. And yes. you know, you'd be in a home and you'd hear clank, clank, and you'd say, "Oh, that's just the heating." Nope, probably an insane spouse. Certainly. You had to lock away. But people knew not to mention it. Yes, they people did. People knew not. There were the, yes, the they sort did. of polite little lies we tell, like, "Oh, it's uh, that's the the pipes clanging away up there. Yes. I've got to get that fixed." Exactly. And then your guest would say, "Yes, we have the same problem at home." Well, they did because they, they also did. had a lunatic up there they in the attic. They did. A lot more people going insane back then too. Yes, it seems, yes, you know. Indeed. Um, women and men, but mostly the women. And, and sometimes they were just having their period, and w- men would say, get them to an attic and lock away the key. That's right. You the know, old, <laughs> The old Red Lodge. Yes. Yes. Put them up there. Yes, so that was unfortunate, but luckily I was never, I never, I think, got old enough to get on my husband's nerves to get put in an attic. So You seem, you seem to know an awful lot about your own death. Usually oh. the guests... They, they don't know and they don't know. want to know. Oh, you know. Well, none I, of us are supposed to know. Well, really. I'm not afraid of the dark. You know, obviously, I write very dark things. Certainly, you do. So, yes, absolutely. Yes. So, your brother died. I died with a baby inside me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How's that for dark? Did I just ruin everyone's after dinner drinks? <laughs> Midnight snacks. How <laughs> It's going to be dreary times over there at Franklin and Co. At Birds. <laughs> oh, it's always fun over it's at Birds. It's always fun at Birds. Uh, for, for the listener, Birds is a is is a is a pub that's next door. Um, they 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 uh, they serve uh, exclusively chicken-based yes, food. Yes. You can get chicken in any form you can think of. Delicious. You tenders can, and. Tenders and, and chicken sandwiches. You can get yes. a half a chicken, a whole chicken oh, if you wish. Oh, wonderful. That's yeah, why chicken it's called necks birds. and gizzards. Yes. That's why it's called birds. It should just be called bird. Yes. Really? It should. It's just the one bird. Just the one bird. You can't get a breast of seagull over no, there. You can. Although I had one earlier today. And it was well, of course, certainly. Yeah, down there at the pier. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but, but Birds mainly specializes in uh, catering uh, to uh, uh, the, the many alcoholics that live in this yes. neighborhood. It's a place where they can walk to, yes. they can get legless drunk, and then and not home. quite walk back yes. home. Stumble home. That's right. Um, I'm hoping later uh, to act out a scene from another favorite movie that I screened called Coyote Ugly. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun to get up on a bar? Certainly. And, and you know, shake what your mother gave you. <laughs> May she rest in peace. Spray, spray club soda yes. in people's faces. That looks like a lot of fun. It does That's indeed. not something I would have done while I was alive. It just wasn't. But now, do you feel a sense of freedom now that oh, you're here in the, in the future? Well, you know, I was very shy you back then. Shy, yes, yes, and I, people would invite me to their salons and um, they would say, oh, Charlotte Bronte's coming. This will be exciting. And I would just come in and sit in the corner 
and just say almost nothing. And you know, I had this dour hair, you know, you see, parted down the center. Uh, would it have killed me to get a few highlights? <laughs> well. I had the money, but I didn't. So, you know, I'm gonna really live it up. I may not get back into your time machine. Is that so? I may not. Well, that remains to be seen. Is uh, anyone looking for a share, a roommate share? <laughs> Would you, would, you, would you even accept a basement apartment? I, I'm not interested. <laughs> Let me so ask you, tiring. very quickly, uh, we are running a, a bit short on time. I did want to uh, bring up Emma, which is uh, an unfinished work of yours. Oh, yes. Um, that a couple of people have tried to finish for you. Um, the most famous version is, uh, is called Emma Brown, a novel from the unfinished manuscript by a woman called uh, Claire Boylan. That was in 2003. Who's but this my, bitch? Well, exactly. <laughs> to know who this bitch Indeed. thinks she is. Indeed. And, and has she been successful at it? Uh, Did Gwyneth Paltrow play the part in a movie? That was a different Emma. That's a very oh, good that's guess. that's that Jane Austen. Not interested. <laughs> Too many Emmas, really. Oh, come on. My, my favorite version is attributed to... It's called Emma, and it's attributed to Charlotte Bronte and another lady. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Who is this other lady? Well, she's uh, what I believe is she wants to give you top billing. Yeah. You know. Well, I appreciate that, but I'm not uh, interested in the Laverne and Shirley situation. <laughs> That's what she's after. Oh, you, th you think it's sort of like uh, shipping or uh, fa yes. slash fic? Yes, exactly. Well, you know what I'd like to see? Charlotte Bronte and another lady. Yeah, I'm not interested in that kind of thing. <laughs> no, sir. You eventually, there's so much to cover. Uh, oh. You eventually did get married? Yes. I got you married. You were too keen on the fellow at first. No. This was a man who was um, my father's curate. Yeah, he worked for your father. He worked for my father, and it was quite boring. Um, and, um, you know, I just, the first time he proposed, I said, no, thank you. There's other fish in the sea. Well, then the second time he proposed, I said, well, maybe I'll think about it. And, you know, you ladies out there understand. You think when you're 21, the world's your oyster. You're, you're pulling a coyote ugly whenever the, the <laughs> chance arises. But Some, f some, some uh, employee of your dad's proposes to you, you barely look up from your goat. Exactly. <laughs> But then you get on in years and you think to yourself, well, maybe I should, you know, start get thinking. On in years. Right. I was, you know, 22 and a half, and, and I thought, well, everyone's dying around me. I might as well just grab on to something, Certainly. you know, to keep me in the living world. And so I did. And um, I didn't care for him when we were married. Um, but, you know, it wasn't very long. So uh, got knocked up, of course, and then. Oh, we know how that worked out. Certainly we do. There's a dead baby inside yes. of Yes, yes. Wow. Not, not right now, surely. Oh. Oh. Sometimes it hangs on. Uh, I would like, uh, with your kind permission, I'd like to ask you some, uh, we have some questions uh, from the internet, from uh, people on the social networking oh, platform, Twitter. Um, uh, you have many fans out there. Oh, that's like to, uh, nice to they hear. They couldn't be here uh, this evening, so they'd like to uh, ask you questions from okay. the ether. All right. Uh, there's a young lady named Charlene. Uh, wants to know, I know Jane is not exactly you, so would you have stayed with Mr. Rochester even if he was married? Oh, that's, that's a hard one, but, you know, it depends on what the sex was like. <laughs> now, Jane never got there. You understand, Mr. Rochester went blind in the fire. 
okay? <laughs> and then she comes back and says, oh, God, there's this blind guy I have to take care of now. So I don't know if they ever consummated their love, you know? But let's say if, if it was that good, I think I would, I would, I would do it. How does the me now, Certainly. in the present, the past me probably would not too have. Too shy. Yes, too shy, exactly. Um, uh, how not does enough one highlights. How, yes. how does one go blind in a fire? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I, I almost feel like to get out... You know when some husbands do something bad and then they want to get... But they never want to say they're sorry. That's true. And so they, you know, they'll, they'll throw themselves down the stairs or something like that and then say, oh, my leg is lame. No, we all lame. know this, yes. <laughs> my leg is lame, You'll and then you have to take care of them. Exactly, and then there's yes. no apology. I Classic actually, husband yes. gambit. <laughs> I think that's what happened with Mr. Rochester. He probably would have been able to get out of the fire fine, but he grabbed a few ashes, rubbed them in his eyes, so and then he's blind. Burned his own eyeballs yeah, out. Yeah, burned his own eyeballs Husbands. out. Husbands. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I don't know how attractive Jane was. <laughs> what? But you wrote, you wrote the woman. She's based on me, though. Let's be honest. But now, why, <laughs> why wouldn't you make her a more idealized version of yourself? Oh, uh, because then we, you know, I couldn't relate. You write what you know. You write, write that down in your Day notebook. Day two of the seminar. Day two. Just because you're a fairy doesn't mean you have to act like an asshole. <laughs> Um, many people asking uh, variations on this question. Uh, uh, someone named Jesse, who's your favorite sister? Eric, uh, if you could save only one of your sisters, which one would it be? Miranda, um, which one of your siblings do you think is the most talented? So any one of those questions, or all of them, if you like. Who's my favorite sister? The dead ones. I mean, really? all, all of them I love equally. Well, absence makes the heart Abs grow fun. Exactly. <laughs> now, if they were still alive today, I'm sure I would say, oh... This one keeps calling me, you know, for a pound of sugar or to complain about the other one. But because they're dead, I can just, you know, they can live on in my memory as the perfect angels that, I, that I've told myself they are. Certainly. Yes. Live to be eight years old. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what can an eight-year-old really do? Exactly. To piss you off. Um, is there another, oh, someone named Pie Polds. Uh, is there another author you dislike as much as Mr. Wells dislikes Jules Verne? Oh, it's well established to... Uh, oh, yes. I'm very gratified, of course, by your hissing. Oh. I want uh, first-time listeners to know that it's directed at Jules Verne. What is it about Jules Verne that well, gets your goat, so to speak, and doesn't make you want to suck on it? Oh, if I... Here's the, here's the goat that's caught in my suck hole about sure. Jules Verne. sure. Um, he's uh, number one. He's he's often credited uh, along with me as the sort of co-father of science fiction. Oh. Uh, uh, but number two, it came out of your literary vagina. You'd say, indeed, not yes, uh, yes. I've I've written these very imaginative things, and then Jules Verne just takes things that already exist and makes them slightly bigger. Oh. That's that's his go-to thing. Mm. And I so I, f I feel like he's a hack and a sham. All right. Well, then I will hate him as well, and I will wish him a, a swift death. Well, <laughs> I do In fact, you. if you have his pillow handy, I'll just <laughs> cough on it and then midnight snack. <laughs> uh, well, so do you have an author that you, that you despise? Oh, that well, I mentioned Jane Austen. Yes. Because, you know, um, all of her heroines were very good looking. Mm. And, um, and a lot of them were like, you know, Kira Knightley. Oh, I was very clumsy as a child. No, 
I don't buy it. Okay? You were always beautiful. You never had trouble getting a man. If you have the face that, like a hatchet stray dog, like I do, that is, you are having trouble. You know? So don't give me your high stakes there, Jane Austen. I won't have it. Do you, uh, <laughs> uh, someone said um, that you're a... Uh, 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 sorry, I lost it. Where did it go? Yes, here it is. Uh, Mr. Rochester and yes. your sister Emily's Heathcliff from Wuthering Heights yes. um, seem like similar characters. Were they based on one person? Was there someone in, in both your lives that uh, spawned both of these characters? We did have um, a, a boy who came about to do chores. A and chore boy? Yes, a chore boy. And what we would do is um, put a tremendous amount of logs on the fire so it would become swelteringly hot in the, in the parsonage. Certainly. And then he would be forced to take his shirt off. <laughs> and I have to say, it did ignite the imagination. Now... Uh, if he was the, the inspiration, I, I can't be sure, but I will say that that, that was definitely a very formative experience for, for us as, as young girls. Certainly. Yeah, probably one of the reasons um, we got overheated, then cooled off too quickly, QTB. Well, there you go. There, <laughs> there you, go. you go. We so often we bring these things upon ourselves. Yes, we do, we Indeed. do. And just be careful what you're sipping and make sure there's no dead limbs in there. <laughs> you know, really. Just be careful. Just be careful. Just be gentlemen. careful. Uh, final question from uh, someone calling themselves Mia. Um, I don't trust this gentleman. Uh, or lady. Or Must lady. Be sexist. Twenty-first <laughs> century. Oh, oh! Now you're a feminist. Yes. Now. Yes. Oh, that's refreshing. <laughs> Women can be anonymous ciphers on the internet, just as men can. <laughs> Great. Um, who's your favorite modern-day bad boy? Ooh, who would I choose? Ooh, would it be, uh, who's playing the new Superman? He's Australian. Cl Clive someone. Clive. Interesting. What is it? Him? Henry Cavill. Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill, I'm sorry. Um, I just saw him on Entertainment Tonight. Uh, How did you not have time to watch <laughs> Titanic? <laughs> You know, I needed a break. I know how that ends. Like one of my novels. Everyone's sad. Um, <clears throat> no, who would be a great bad... You know, I would say George Clooney. Who is that? Yes, so? yes. He, if I could cast a, a, a new Jane Eyre, I would have George Clooney as Mr. Rochester. And um, uh, who would I have as Jane Eyre? Um, hmm, Mandy Patimkin. <laughs> Let's see that true love story. <laughs> I, I w I'd also accept that, that casting for a reboot of Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Charlotte Bronte. My thanks to Charlotte Bronte for her time. And special thanks to Mrs. Jessica Sinclair for no particular reason. Join us again next time when our guest will be Plato. This podcast is produced by Mrs. Ben Zelovansky and Paul F. Tompkins, with special material written by Mr. Zelovansky. The producers wish to thank Cody Fisher, Jim Yatto, Alex Berg, Susan Hale, and everyone at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theatre Los Angeles, and Lauren Rock and Joel Arkeos at 826LA. Our theme was composed and performed by Mr. Eben Schletter, Esquire. 
Our program is recorded live and monthly at the UCB Theatre Los Angeles. If you'd like to attend a future recording, tickets may be acquired at ucbtheatre.com. The theatre donates all proceeds to 826LA. For updates on future performances, please like the Dead Authors page on Facebook. For additional updates or to ask questions of our guests from the safety of your very own thumbs, follow us on Twitter, at DeadAuthorPod. The original Dead Authors reading series was created by Mr. John Korn. Until next time, this is H.G. Wells saying the show is over.